Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, John June. And without a doubt, on this Saturday morning, December 4th, shout out to Jay-Z. Got my co-host here with me, Greg Penniman. Greg, what's good, man? What's good? Uh, yeah, great reference to Jay-Z, the GOAT. Uh, yeah, you know, it's really good Saturday morning. Nice weather for December. Um Great game on Thursday night. Very like interesting. A lot of a lot of special plays made. It was a like lot of, a lot of cool plays made on Thursday night. Uh, looking forward to um, part two. Looking forward to a nice little little Saturday championship Sunday in college too. So you know we got some big games today everywhere. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, big games in, in college football. Uh, big games in in the NFL. Uh, you referenced the game that took place on Thursday night, which obviously we're gonna give our takeaways from. Uh, but obviously. We're going to be breaking down the remaining games, the afternoon games, the Sunday night game, the Monday night game. Uh, if you want any of the 1 p.m. games, you got to go back to episode 228, part one preview of week 13, and catch those 1 p.m. games. Obviously, we're going to do our starts of the week. We're obviously going to play some get money as well. Uh, in, But before we do that, obviously, Thursday night takeaways. And you referenced the game, Greg, that was very interesting. It was like it, it actually was kind of a close game. It was 20 to 10 at one point or, mm-hmm. you know, for from, you know, a long period of the game, it was 20 to 10. And you could really see a situation where the Saints maybe force overtime or could potentially come back and win. Uh, but some, you know, self-induced errors there kept that from happening. My first Thursday night takeaway is I. 100% enjoy watching CD Lamb play football. I mean, we're talking about it before the before we start before we hit record, Greg. Uh, the, you know, this guy, like I said it before, he he's just he was born to play wide receiver. Everything he does is is just smooth. It's with purpose. It's done, you know, it's executed almost flawlessly. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy's a stud and I he'll be one of the best receivers in the league for at least the next 6 to 7 years. Yeah, absolutely. Even the the plays he didn't make, the ones that went out of bounds, he made a one-handed catch, just easy. Like uh, he's, he's special, man. He he does what he has to do every 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 time he steps on the football field. Absolutely, uh, Greg, you got a takeaway for the people? Yeah, I just want people to realize that how <laughs> how easy it is for Taysom Hill to finish as a QB one <laughs> when he steps on the football field. This man, there's no reason why if he's starting, he shouldn't be under. 50% rostered because if you're in a 12 team league and you have one quarterback, that means you should be considering dropping your quarterback to get Taysom Hill. Like he threw four picks and he still is going to finish the QB one, you know, 101 rushing yards, 264 uh, passing yards. They threw 41 times because they were behind. Uh, this probably will be the case because Saints, you know, are just injured and banged up uh, and they are, they're, they're probably going to second. That defense. Yeah, and that, that defense. That pass defense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been bad. Like, so uh, the fact that, yeah, he had eight points in most leagues taken away from him and he's still going to finish QB1 is insane. Yeah, that's the that's the other part, right? People complain yeah. about the four interceptions, right? But it's like, yeah, but look at the 101 rushing yards you yeah. got, 
right? Or the yeah. 41 pass attempts, which that's a plus. Yeah. Yep. Right? So uh, also, he, you know, he was dealing with a finger injury. I know he was getting dragged, like, on Twitter and social media <laughs> and whatnot. But you literally see the, the dude after every play tugging on his middle finger. Yeah. Like, he, and he has a splint on it. You go outside, put a splint on your middle finger. Actually, injure your middle finger. Then go put a splint on it and go outside and try to throw a football and see how you do. Uh, and then, you know, consider the fact that he's, he's playing in an NFL game here. So, yeah, um, this, this is almost the injury that basically took Russell Wilson out for almost two months. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the dude's just tugging like my man ran the ball like eight straight times. Yeah. And every yeah. time he got up and just tugging on his middle finger. So, yep. oh, man. Um, any other Thursday night takeaways for you here, Greg? Uh, Zeke is really a concern. Like it's it's, I mean, it's a sad trade deadlines are over, but yeah, it's 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 gonna be rough down the stretch for Zeke managers. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not overly concerned just because you it's know, the health thing now though. Yesterday was the yeah the health thing is is obviously uh you know that that upsets you. You see him limping around yeah, on the field. Yeah. Like that's not that's not fantastic. Um. But the, yesterday we knew it was going to be a bad matchup against New Orleans, who are one of the top-run defenses in the league, and, and they're one of the worst pass defenses in the league. So, like, does it really make sense to bang your head into that wall, similar to, like, what teams do with Tampa Bay? So, you know, Zeke had a similar had similar output against Tampa Bay. Granted, he was fully healthy in that game. So he does get, you know, an extra 10 days rest here. Um Granted, he did have a short turnaround time because he went from playing on Sunday to playing on Thursday, mm-hmm. uh, playing, well, I guess Thursday to Thursday is the same thing. So uh, he'll get an extra, you know, an extra few days here of rest and hopefully he comes back healthy, uh, ready to go. I don't know who they play next week, but uh, I do know they get the Giants in two weeks, uh, which is playoff should be, you know, most leagues playoff opening weekend, which that's a good matchup. Um you know, maybe if you're a Zeke manager and he, you've already made the playoffs, you're hoping that the that the Cowboys just make the just make the concerted effort to just you know hold him out for a week. Yeah, and get right? him healthy, yeah, get him right, get him yep. healthy, because uh, we know Tony Pollard, as you can see, man, this guy is a an explosive player. He's a very good running back, and he's a guy that you know. If trade deadlines aren't done in your in your dynasty leagues, then I think he's a guy worth going out and getting because he's going to be a free agent and he's a guy that, you know, he could lead, he can lead a backfield potentially. Mm-hmm. So definitely, um, you know, a guy that we'll be talking about, you know, potentially uh, at some points in the future. Yep. All right. Moving on uh, to the, the remaining slated games here. First up, we've got the five and six Washington football team traveling to Las Vegas to take on the six and five six and five Las Vegas Raiders. This game is Sunday, four oh five PM. This game has a forty nine point total. The Raiders are three point favorites. In terms of injuries, Darren Waller, he's doubtful with the knee injury. Uh Josh Jacobs questionable with an ankle. And he was a limited participant Thursday and Friday in practice. Deshaun Jackson, he's questionable with the calf. On the Washington side, JD McKissick He's out with a concussion and neck injury. Um, safety slash linebacker uh, Landon Collins, he's out with a foot. Uh, Wes Schweitzer, the guard for 
the Washington football team. He's going to be out with an ankle injury. Greg, where are you with this matchup here? Mm, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Washington to cover and Washington to win. Uh, thank Las Vegas being banged up a little bit, especially with uh, Darren Waller is going to affect this team. Um, but the matchup is pretty good for, for both sides. Um, as far as the Washington side, Taylor Heineke, uh, we talked about him being streaming the week other than Taysom Hill. He's got an excellent matchup here. Uh, so I think he's going to give you borderline QB1 value here. AG has been coming on late, uh, doing pretty well, uh, getting the maximizing his volume and everything like that. So AG's back in that low uh, one RB1 category for me. Terry McLaurin, I think, was also in wide receiver one category. I think the, their stars are going to show out here, as well as Logan Thomas, a uh, guy I've been bringing up the last couple of weeks. Uh, he's back healthy. So he, he first couple of weeks came in uh, doing well. He's going to be back into that into that tight end one territory. So Washington's got some, some players here that are very fantasy relevant. Uh, on the Raiders side, Derek Carr, he's in slate for a, a good day as well. You know, he does. He probably won't have uh, Darren Waller. Um, he still, you know, ha- will have his Hunter Renfro, uh, who is just one of the safest receivers in, in football and fantasy right now. Uh, and just, should just continue to see uh, uptick in targets um, and make the most of them. Uh, Josh Jacobs able to go is a solid RB2 for me. And besides Hunter Renfro, I mean, Deshaun Jackson was able to make plays last week. Uh, seems to be the only one that can help him stretch the field. Uh, so if you're willing to throw a dart play, I think Deshaun Jackson is the, the guy, especially with the matchup with the secondary. Yeah, I'm going to take the under here. I'm with you on this game. I'm taking the under. I'm taking Washington to cover, taking Washington to win the game here. That's what you have, right? Uh, the over, but yeah, Washington win. Washington, oh, you had the Washington over. cover. Washington, yeah. Washington. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, but I'm taking the uh, – on the Raiders' side, I, I, I agree with you. I like Derek Carr this week. I I think I downgrade him a bit, though, with, with Waller out, but I, I still like him. Uh, I think he'll get enough volume to still be a, a QB1. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hunter Renfro gets a bump as well, I think, here, um, you know, with, with Waller being out. So I definitely, you know, like you said, he's been one of the safest uh, PPR, um, you know, assets in, in fantasy. So, you know, definitely, uh, you know, continue to roll him out there. Deshaun Jackson, I mean, despite the calf injury, is intriguing uh, in this matchup here. Remember, it is a revenge game, too, for Deshaun against the Washington <laughs> football team. Uh, so, you know, he likes to show out. Uh, Josh Jacobs, if he can go, is a high-end RB2. I, I really like what he's been doing these last few weeks, the target volume as well. So, uh, if he can go, that'd be great. If he can't, then Kenyon Drake becomes uh, definitely a volume-based RB2 there. Uh, with Waller out, uh, you know, oh, yeah. Foster, Foster, Foster Moreau. Moreau right. yep makes a ton of sense as a, mm-hmm. you know, a, a desperation play at tight end. He filled in pretty admirably for, um, for Waller the last time he sat. So uh, moving on to Washington, Taylor Heineke, definitely in a great spot. I have him as a, a actually high end QB one um, love Terry McLaurin this week as well, along with Logan Thomas, who I think is a top five tight end option this week. Um, Antonio Gibson, RB1 against this this Raiders rush defense that's been lacking in recent weeks, especially with McKissick out. I think that increases some upside here. Seems like Ron Rivera said that Wendell Smallwood will take the J.D. McKissick role. So if you're really, really, really desperate <laughs> or you're playing in DFS and you want a cheap play, Wendell Smallwood uh, definitely makes some uh, some plausible sense there. 
Yeah, definitely. Derek Carr leading league in passing yards still, so he's definitely been relevant. Yeah, man, that volume is always going to be here, be there yeah. for him on a week to week basis. So, uh, moving on to this next matchup, man, we got the eight and three Baltimore Ravens traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the five five and one Pittsburgh Steelers. This game is Sunday, four twenty five p.m. The game has a forty four point total. The Baltimore Ravens are three point favorites according to FanDuel Sportsbook. There is expected to be rain during this game, uh, so you know, uh, be mindful of that. Baltimore has a bunch of guys questionable, uh, but all seem on track to play. Pittsburgh, Joe Hayden, he's out with the foot injury. TJ Watt was recently, and when I say recently, I mean just like minutes ago as we were recording, activated off of the COVID list. So don't know if that means that he will play, but that definitely puts him in uh you know in the equation potentially to line up and play on Sunday. Uh, Isaiah Bugs is out. Uh Joe Haig, uh, offensive lineman and Robert Spillane, a linebacker, both out and at were added to the COVID list. So uh in terms of this matchup here, I will be taking the over, I will be taking the Baltimore Ravens to cover. I'll be taking the Baltimore Ravens to win. Lamar Jackson has had, you know, back to back down games now. Uh and also missed a game in between. So really the last three games, he hasn't really been there for you from a fancy perspective. But I think he bounces back this week against a, a weak Pittsburgh defense. I mean, they do get a boost with TJ Watt back. Uh, but I still think Lamar is going to have a have a really good day here. Uh, you know, especially how with how weak they are on the ground. Uh, where the Ravens, obviously, that's how they, they, they butter their bread there. Devontae Freeman, RB2 for me. Latavius Murray, probably an RB3 based on the matchup here. Uh, Hollywood's going to be a wide receiver two for me this week. Obviously, he's got the upside for more. His target volume has just been so nice that you can't, even when in the down games, like there's no mm-hmm. there's no reason to even sit him uh, when he's getting 10, 12, 14 targets in a game. Um, Rashad Bateman, safe PPR flex option, but I think he has p- possibly some more upside this week uh, in a good individual matchup against uh, Cameron Sutton of, of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, and then Mark Andrews uh, continuing to be a tight end one option for sure. On the Pittsburgh side, Deontay Johnson, top 10 play. Uh, Najee Harris, an RB1, uh, but he could struggle in this matchup. I think, you know, probably have a safe enough floor from a receiving perspective, though, uh, to still have a nice day. Chase Claypool, you know, boomer bust wide receiver three. Uh, Friar Muth, tight end one option um, for me. But that's that's it. Yeah, I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take Baltimore to cover and Baltimore to win. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be a close game. Actually, I'm gonna take Pittsburgh to cover and Baltimore to win. I just Baltimore and Pittsburgh divisional game. Uh, they're gonna go at it, play tough against each other, so it should be close. Um, T.J. Watt, man. Yeah, T.J. Watt does change the line. <laughs> <laughs> this this better line is gonna change crazy at the activation news. Like it literally just happened five minutes ago. Uh, so um. On the Ravens side, Lamar, I do like he he should he he's taken a lot of Calvin Bitterly on his mistakes lately, so I think he's gonna fix that in this game, uh, keep those interceptions down, uh, use his legs a little more, make some spectacular plays. So he's a a, a quarterback one for me. Um, at uh, running back, um, I like Lamar Jackson as well. I mean he's you know he's gonna be the the guy to go for both the receiving and the, the rushing for them. Hollywood Brown, he's a high end wide receiver too for me. 
Uh, and Mark Andrews also tied in one as he Wait, is top did you five mean, option. Did you mean to say Devontae Freeman? Um, or did you actually mean to say Lamar Jackson? Yeah, I mean, Lamar Jackson as a rusher. Devontae Freeman has intrigue, though. You're right. Okay. Uh, because you said as Lamar a, Jackson as a rusher and receiver, so I was confused. Yeah, his his rushing and his receiving is I mean his uh, passing is gonna be what okay. Keeps him, got it. Got yeah, it, got back it. in that QB one territory. But yeah, Devontae Freeman has intrigue uh, as uh, RB three for me, uh, and then Mark Andrews, Hollywood Brown, the two pass catchers, of course, you're keeping an eye on. Um, on the Pittsburgh side, Najee and Deontay, those two are your superstars on this team. Najee's gonna be a top five option. Uh, Baltimore is pretty good at keeping especially when they get down in that goal line they're, they're really tough uh getting in the, in the end zone um i see that minnesota game the dalvin cook got like four straight carries and they they made sure to not get keep him outside the end zone down to johnson he's a safe wide receiver one every week pat Frymerf has an excellent matchup here uh definitely some start of the week potential here and yeah it should be a really tough good game i mean baltimore pittsburgh is always a really good game to watch especially if it's raining too it's gonna be nice yeah man it, it was crazy to see the you know watch Pittsburgh get beat up like they did last week and then see this line come out at minus three. And I was just yeah. like, it is Baltimore Pittsburgh though. Yeah. So definitely agree with that. Uh, next Sunday, 425 PM game that we are covering the two and nine Jacksonville Jaguars travel to Los Angeles to take on the seven and four Los Angeles Rams. This game has a 48 point total where the Rams are 13 point favorites in terms of the, injuries james robinson was quite he's questionable with a heel and a knee he actually was a downgraded to a dmp from wednesday to thursday uh mm-hmm. but did get a limited practice in on friday so seems like he might be good to go there uh shaq griffin uh the cornerback for the jags he is out with a concussion uh on the ram side something to watch here for sure daryl henderson he missed practice early in the week uh, with a thigh injury, was able to get a limited practice in on Friday. Um, but, you know, as a Daryl Henderson manager, I'm kind of just planning to be without him. Um, you know, it just doesn't seem like a very good situation. Uh, and if you hopefully you picked up Sony Michelle, uh, you know, that was one of the, the guys we talked about on the waiver wire. Uh, a few weeks back, or not even a few weeks back, just I think as early as Monday we talked about him. Uh, I think he, you know, he obviously will step in here to be the starter, but he could even potentially have a role with Henderson limited at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., he's dealing with a hip injury. That kept him out all week. Um, got Was actually able to get a limited practice on Friday, uh, but I would also plan to be without him. Uh, and the running back, Buddy Howe, is also out. So, Greg, where are you at with this matchup here? I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the Rams to cover and the Rams to win. Uh, this has got to be the get-right game for this Rams team. I mean, it's, it's Jacksonville at the end of the day. Let's, let's be real. But on Jacksonville side, uh, if James Robinson is able to go, uh, you're, you're still starting him. Um, I think he's just the volume he's going to get. Uh, he's still a safe uh, borderline RB1. Um, Marvin Jones has been the uh, probably the main pass catcher, the only pass catcher of relevance on on this team. So uh, you can throw him out there as a, a high no floor wide receiver three. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, I wouldn't want to touch him in this matchup, especially with his D line. And but you know, hopefully they they can all come together and and try to you know get rush the quarterback. 
Uh, on the Rams side, again, get right game for this offense. Uh, Stafford, uh, Cooper Cup, hopefully Odell can play and you're expecting him to play. He got his first touchdown last week, uh, got a, a good target share. So um, both Cooper Cup and Odell are, are good plays. Uh, of course, Cooper Cup has the highest upside. Um, and Darrell Henderson, if you're, you know, if he can't go, uh, we've been telling you know, Sony Michelle has been been waiting. Uh, you know, he's definitely in a good spot here. Uh, have him ready and, and plug and play as a, a high end RB two. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm with you on the game. Taking the under, taking the Rams to cover, taking the Rams to win. Uh, if healthy and active, James Robinson for me on the Jacksonville side, and that's it. Like I'm not touching anything else. I mean, I, like Trevor Lawrence against, like you said, against this Rams defense and this D line and this pass rush. I don't I don't want it. Yeah. Um, you know, we could say that Marvin Jones has been relevant, but like relevant in Jacksonville like it doesn't mean anything in fantasy land like this is fantasy land and like this is James Robinson and like this is Jacksonville so like don't want anything to do with anybody not named James Robinson on this Jacksonville team for the Rams is Cooper Cup Daryl Henderson if he's healthy uh Sony Michelle I think is in play regardless of what happens uh Stafford is is not a must play for me but with this you know it, it, you're right. It's got to be a get-right game for the Rams here. Uh, it's got to be, you know, Sean McVay coming off a bye. Mm-hmm. He's got to be cooking some stuff up here to get this Rams offense right. You've you got a cake mac- matchup against a pass, a Jacksonville pass defense that's not very good. They're out without their top corner and Shaquille and Shaquille Griffin. So you, you know, there's got to be this has to be the week. Has to be man. Before <laughs> they turn this around. Um. Yeah, that's it for that. Uh, moving on to the next matchup, interesting matchup here. I'll talk about another get-right game. Uh, Sunday, 425 p.m., we got the 6-5 and five San Francisco 49ers traveling to Seattle to take on the 3-8 and eight Seattle Seahawks. This game has a 45.5-point total. The San Francisco 49ers are 3.5-point favorites. There is rain expected in this game, uh, so, you know, definitely not concerned about that, but, you know, just be mindful of it. Uh, Debo Samuel. Uh, he is out with the groin. Trey Sermon, he's out with an ankle. I believe he was added to IR, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, defensive tackle Maurice Hurst, he's out. Uh, linebacker Dre Greenlaw is also out. Linebacker Fred Werner, he's Fred Warner, my bad. He's doubtful with a hamstring. See on the Seattle side, Alex Collins, he's questionable with an abdomen injury. Rashad Penny, questionable with the hamstring. Travis Homer, questionable. Uh, guard Damian Lewis, doubtful. And, you know, I don't think we talked about it on the show, but Adrian Peterson is on the Seattle Seahawks practice squad. So he could come in and fill in and play this for this game here. Um, in terms of the matchup here, I'm taking the under, taking San Fran to cover, taking San Fran to win. On the Seattle side, Russ is borderline QB1. Um, it's a It's a decent matchup. Uh, especially with a lot of these guys out, and, and it, it, you know, it is Russ, um, Tyler Lockett, probably a wide receiver too for me. The peripherals on DK Metcalf, they still look good. He's still talented. Uh, he's still attached to Russell Wilson. I think you take the shot on him, but I, I look at him more as a lower end wide receiver too, with a, with a ton of upside, right? I, I don't. I think you just have to shift your perspective on DK Metcalf and not look at him as this must-start wide receiver one. 
but instead look at him as like closer to like a flex play. Uh, Gerald Everett makes a ton of sense as a, a tight end streaming option uh, on the, this, the San Fran side. I, I love Elijah Mitchell this week, like against the bad Seattle rush defense. Uh, I don't think Ayuk can get uh, any more of a bump with Debo Samuel out. He was already seeing a team leading 27, 27% target share over these last three weeks. Maybe he gets to 30, but I think that the, the bigger bump probably goes to George Kittle here. Uh, probably, you know, uh, and also he's got a great matchup here against Seattle as well. So, uh, Greg, what do you say you on this matchup? I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the Niners to cover and then the Niners to win. Uh, on the Niners side, uh, Jimmy G, he had a tough week last week. Um, he's usually still a, a quality starter, um, streaming quarterback. So I think he's still back into that 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 value this week to, to stream. Elijah Mitchell, I agree, is in a, a great spot here. Uh, great matchup, and the volume should be there for him for sure. Uh, no Debo Samuel. So, yeah, Ayuk, Kittle, uh, those guys are, are your main uh, attack. Ayuk uh, is in that wide receiver two category for me. Uh, George Kittle, top three play uh, as he sh- you know was drafted, and you have him uh, drafted in four. Uh, on the CR, Seattle side, I'm still still wary of this team um, just because, I, again, Pete Carroll's stubbornness. Um, but, I mean, Russell Wilson, he's in that QB2 range for me. Uh, I'm not touching Alex Collins, Tyler Lockett. Uh, I do like him in, in that low and wide receiver two range, and also DK Metcalf. But they're both in that uh, low and wide receiver two range. Uh, it's just a matter of who who has the higher upside right now. I think it is Lockett, uh, with the safer floor and just a, a little higher upside right now at this point. Um, but yeah, I, I need to see for this from from this team to for them to get right. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think Lockett just he just makes a big play like every week, man. Yeah. He's got 90, 115 yeah. in, in each of his last three games. I think he's a solid wide receiver too. Yeah. Uh, but let's move on to the Sunday night game. Sunday, 8:20 p.m. We got the six and five Denver Broncos traveling to Kansas City to take on the seven and four Kansas City Chiefs. This game has a 47 and a half point total. The Chiefs are 10 point 10 point favorites. There is some wind expected in this game, but for the most part, the weather should be okay. Uh, on the Denver side, Melvin Gordon, doubtful to play with a hip and a shoulder. So, Javante Williams time. Yes, sir. Uh, Jonathan Cooper, linebacker, questionable. Garrett Bowles, he's questionable as he was act- recently activated off the COVID IR. On the Kansas City side, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he's questionable with an illness. Rashad Fenton, questionable, or he's out with a knee, rather. Lucas Nang, he's also out. Greg, where are you at with this matchup here? I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the Broncos to cover, but I'm going to take the Chiefs to win. Um, I think, you know, both defenses are pretty solid. Kansas City has been playing better of late. Uh, but Denver seems to be competitive in a game, and it's, and it's a divisional game, so I think the Broncos can cover. Uh, on the Denver side, Teddy B, I have him in uh, mid-QB2 range. Um, I think you can find other better matchups uh, than him, like Taylor Heineke um, and, and stuff like that, because you know the Chiefs defense has been really good of late. Uh, Mel, no Melvin Gordon, he's doubtful, so Javante Williams season, uh, he should get the bulk of the, the targets and the, the carries, so I think that puts him in high in RB2 range. Uh, with some RB1 upside uh, against this Kansas City uh, with this matchup. Um, as far as the receivers, Sutton, uh, Patrick, and, and Judy, uh, you know, 
the rank is still the same. I think it is Judy, uh, Tim Patrick, and then Sutton. Um, and then no fan as a you know as your, your tight end option, uh, mid tier tight end one option. Um, on the Chiefs side, Patty, uh, you're starting him of course. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, your usuals. Uh, with Clyde, if he's able to go, um, he's questionable. But I think he should be all right. I mean, they come off a bye, um, and they're they're using last during the week before the bye, so I think he's in a low in RB two range. Darrell Williams is still going to be involved as well as the RB three. Uh, and yeah, not nah, think this uh, should be a nice little Sunday night game. Um, Chiefs have been relying on the defense late, so that'd be nice if they get the offense right. Yeah, definitely, man. I'm going to take the under here. Going to take Denver to cover Kansas City to win. So I think we're on the same page there. Taking uh, on the Denver side, Javante Williams with, with Melvin Gordon out, he gets a major bump this week. Uh, potential RB one here based on. The potential volume uh, we talked about it off air I think Mike Boone probably is going to have a role here because mm-hmm. they, they like to they like to roll two back so again if you are desperate uh, if I know between bye weeks and injuries like it's hard out there so do whatever you got especially in these deep 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 weeks um, Teddy Bridgewater QB2 for me this week but I agree with you I think I, I would look for somebody else in a better matchup if I could Jerry Judy Wide receiver two, uh, staying away from Tim Patrick on Cortland's side. And I just, they haven't been great. Kansas City's been pretty good against wide receivers. Mm-hmm. It's just not a, it's not something I want to bang my head into. Noah Fant, Albert O, both intriguing to me, though. Uh, I think, you know, the way to, to, to attack Kansas City is your rear running backs and your tight ends. And I think that they could do that this week, uh, you know, using both of these guys. On the Kansas City side, Mahomes, QB1, Travis Kelsey goes back to potentially being the tight end one. Tyreek Hill, a wide receiver one. And I got Clyde as a, as a running back one, assuming he's healthy and ready to go. Moving on to the final matchup of the week, Monday Night Football. Probably, and it will, will be definitely an intriguing matchup here with yeah. major implications. Yeah, yeah. The eight and four New England Patriots traveling to Buffalo to take on the seven and four Buffalo Bills. This game has a 43 and a half point total. The Bills are three point favorites. There is, you know, according to Kevin Roth, uh, the you know, the weather analyst for Roto Sports or Roto Grinders, he says that this is potentially the ugliest game of the week. Snow showers expected in this game in Buffalo. 20 mile per hour sustained winds. Uh, so that's not good for the pass game at all. Just the way Bill Belichick likes it. So in terms of the injuries here, Buffalo on the Buffalo side, Trey White, the cornerback for Buffalo, he tore his ACL in the Thanksgiving game last Thursday, and so he was put on placed on injury reserve. Obviously missed the rest of the season. Matt Milano, the linebacker, he's questionable with a shoulder. Defensive tackle, Starla Tuolele, he's questionable with an illness. New England uh, has a bunch of guys questionable, so obviously we're not going to go through that list. Um, but Kyle Duggar, he's the you know the I, I'm one of my favorite players uh, in football right now. Kyle Duggar, the safety for New England, he's out, was placed on COVID on the COVID list, so um, that's going to be a hit there for the New England Patriots uh, secondary. Um, in terms of this matchup here, 
I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take New England to cover. I'm going to take New England to win. Uh, this game this game is definitely tough uh, on the Buffalo side. I think you have to play Josh Allen. Uh, I, I do have him as a low-end QB1 this week, uh, just based on the matchup, when you, especially when you consider the weather. Uh, but he is the best shot Buffalo has at winning this game. So uh, I think, you know, he's going to have to, whether it's running the ball, some rushing touchdowns, um, you know, the, he, the, you know they're going to have to, you know, find a way for Josh Allen to have some success. Uh, Stefan Diggs gets a slight downgrade for me. Uh, obviously, we know what Belichick's going to want to do. We're going to want to mm-hmm. take him away. Uh, I, I do have written down here Dawson Knox should get a downgrade, but I'm starting to think with Kyle Duggar out, maybe that does, you know, increase the floor there for Dawson Knox. Um, and, you know, we do, again, with Belichick trying to take Diggs away, Maybe that means more targets for guys like Knox, like Cole Beasley, uh, Gabe Davis, some of these auxiliary pieces that I think that we might want to attack. Uh, and I think Devin Singletary is in play as a, as a low-end RB2, um, you know, desperation play RB2, again, based on the weather and the matchup here. Ramondre, on the New England side, Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris are probably the both pieces that I value the most. Uh, on the New England side, especially with this weather being the way it is, uh, I still think Kendrick Bourne um, or Jacoby Myers they can make, you know, fine wide receiver threes because this isn't like you know we know New England's not a, a, a pass offense that's built on throwing the ball down the field. Uh, they actually their pass offenses historically with Tom Brady and whatnot have a lot of success uh, playing in snow and whatnot. Uh, because they utilize a short passing game. So uh, Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers, they still have – they're still low floor options, in my opinion, especially with Trey White out. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the over, but I'm going to take the Pats to cover and the Pats to win. Um, yeah, I think this, this is going to be a very hard fall game. Uh, I just think the the Pats are the better team right now, actually. Um, so on the, on the Patriots side um, – I'm really only looking at maybe, you know, the I think all these players are going to yeah, going to give you a safe floor, but all the upsides are going to be kind of capped in this game just cuz uh the scoring will probably be a little minimal. Um Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson, there of course like the Javante and Melvin Gordon, uh both low in RB2s, uh eating each other's value up. Uh just whoever's going to get that touchdown, I still give the the lean to Damian Harris cuz he's, you know, getting those red zone carries. Uh Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers, both in that uh, wide receiver three category. Uh, but Kevin, Kevin, uh, Kendrick Bourne has been playing well of late, uh, getting some touchdowns. So uh, I think he does have some upside there. Um, on the Buffalo side, Josh Allen should finish uh, still as a, a low in QB1, um, just with his, his, his legs. Um, so I think that will give him a floor. Uh, and I, I agree with you on, on Diggs. They're going to take try to take him away. So I think I bump him down a little bit. But that does help the complimentary pieces like Cole Beasley and, uh, and Dawson Knox. Um, Dawson Knox, I think, mid-tier tight end one category. And, and Beasley has been struggling of late. So I, I think uh, if, if you do have the better matchup, I still would try to find someone um, better than, than Cole Beasley right now. Yeah, no, he is, he's not been good at yeah, all. Neither, at is all. Emmanuel, neither is Emmanuel Sanders either. Yeah, so, yep. yeah. Um, yeah we'll see. Uh, moving on to starts of the week, Greg. Yes, sir. Let's hear it. Your quarterback start of the week, brother. What do you got? 
Um, I mean, this guy is just he, – he only knows how to destroy this team. It's, it's Tom Brady going against Atlanta. Uh, he does spectacular things against them, or he just goes off. The first game they played him, uh, 36 attempts for 276, and he threw five touchdowns. So, I mean, uh, you got to expect a, um, not maybe the exact performance here, but I wouldn't be surprised if he did it again. Uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, they're still there. Gronk, everybody going against Atlanta. It's just a cake matchup for Brady. Uh, he's going to go crazy in this matchup. I like I like that one, and we'll see, you'll see why a little bit later. <laughs> My quarterback start of the week is actually I'm going back to this. Well, I've I've done it before. Please don't do it to me again. Taylor Heineke against Ooh, Las yes, sir. Vegas. I really like him this week against the Raiders. Washington is 12th in offensive drop back EPA on early downs, while Las Vegas is 30th over these last over their last three games. Um, you know the and over. Over that during that time span, the Raiders allow the third most fantasy points to the quarterback position. Heineke is the quarterback 12 over the last three weeks in fantasy points per game, averaging almost 17 points a game with a five to one touchdown interception ratio. Uh, oh, also going with almost 16 yards rushing per game, so you know gives a nice little bump there too. The Raiders have allowed an average of 23 and a half PPR points. Uh, or points per game to quarterbacks over the last three games. So this is a nice, really, a really nice spot for Heineke and all his weapons. Gotta love Taylor Heineke this week, man. Yeah, you gotta like that matchup for sure. Greg, your running back start of the week, man. Let's hear it, brother. I know, you know, we've been giving love to, to JT and Eckler, you know, all year after the, the Derrick Henry injury. But my man, you know, Joe Mixon has been balling out the last couple of weeks and we gotta give him his respect. And he's got another amazing matchup <laughs> this week going against the Chargers. Three straight games with two uh, touchdowns. If he gets four, you the last person to do that was the the great LT. I mean, you know, shout out to the Ladanian Thomason, uh, one of my favorite running backs of all time. Never forget that he got snubbed for that NFL 100, man. I'm never going to forget that, man. Uh, so, yeah, Joe Mixon going against the Chargers. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for him to get that, uh, again, uh, multi-touchdown game uh, in this matchup uh, going against with Joe Burrow. He's got to help him out. Uh, so, I like Joe Mixon. Yeah, man, Joe Mixon. You know I had to rock the Millie one time because every time <laughs> Joe Mixon scores, he's always doing the Millie rocks. So, yes, sir. <laughs> uh, hopefully see that four times this weekend. Uh, another guy we've been giving a – I know I've definitely been giving a lot of love to recently, and you probably could tell he was going to be my start of the week, the way this, this the way this week kind of started. But Elijah Mitchell, man, against Seattle, uh, this is the perfect storm here for Elijah Mitchell. He's coming – he's already seeing 68% of the rush share over the last three games. Uh, now Debo Samuel's out, which means even more rush attempts and even more touchdown opportunities for him. And now he gets a Seattle defense that's allowing the third most PPR points to the running back position. Elijah Mitchell's on a 16-game pace of almost 1,600 yards from scrimmage Ooh. and eight touchdowns as a rookie. This man has been balling, and he's going to continue to do that this week. Fire him up. Yes, sir. Greg, your wide receiver start of the week, brother. Let's hear it. Hey, man, you know, you talk about playing off of my quarterback. I got to play off of yours. Got to go with Scary Terry in this one. Uh, going against the Las Vegas Raiders, Taylor Haneke uh, is going to find his main guy. Uh, should get close to 10 targets in this one. I think they're going to have to rely on him. I mean, Logan Thomas is back, but I think that only helps Terry McLaurin even more uh, open up uh, the field for him uh, and kind of, you know, not force doubles on him as the main pass catcher on that field. Uh, Scary Terry with the easy matchup, green matchup against this uh, Las Vegas Raiders uh, secondary in their corners. So, Start him up, Scary Terry. Oh, that's awesome, man, because I almost had Scary Terry as my wide receiver <laughs> start of the week. 
But I was like, yo, I, I just, I got a feeling Mike Evans, he has <laughs> one a of those really days. good wide receiver cornerback matchup going up against Fabian Moreau, who's allowed over two fantasy points per target. Mm. He's allowed six touchdowns on a year, and this could be a prime spot for Mike Evans. You're talking about Brady. Three, one of those three days. I mean, maybe, man. Three catches, three touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, hey, you know, uh, Tom Brady, you're calling your shot for a multi-touchdown game. That means Evans has to be oh, involved yeah. in that. Oh, yeah. So I, I got a, a multi-touchdown game here coming for Mike Evans, man. And, hey, if me and Greg are on the same page about this, you know it only means it's coming true. Yes, uh, Greg, your, your tight end start of the week, brother. What do you got? Uh, you already know I hit two hours uh, in the game preview. Pat Fry Murph going against Baltimore. Uh, the matchup is just too juicy. And just because Pat Fryer Murphy has just been one of the, the better tight ends, rookie tight ends uh, that we've had. Um, you know, Kyle Pitts has been doing really well, but Pat Fryer Murphy has been a very close second. Uh, coming off two straight touchdowns, uh, two straight games with two straight touchdowns. Uh, got a touchdown in four of his last five games. Uh, he's just been on a roll right now uh, in a game that Pittsburgh needs going against Baltimore in a great matchup. Start him up. Definitely love Pat Fryermuth this week, man. Uh, for me, I'm going with Zach Ertz, man. Coming off his best game as an Arizona Cardinal just two weeks uh, two weeks ago, right before the bye. And now Kyler Murray's expected back just in time for a phenomenal matchup here against the Chicago Bears, who allow the fifth most fantasy points, uh, fifth most PPR points per game to the tight end position over their last three games, giving up almost 17 points to the position and at least 12 and a half PPR points to each of the starting tight ends that they've faced over that same time span. Zach Ertz is going to eat this up here, seeing a, a 20% target share over his last three weeks. You got to love that for Zach Ertz, man, who's found some some newfound rejuvenation here in Arizona. Yeah, for sure. And now it's time to play everybody's favorite game. And I did check it. I did win last week. Um, get money. Obviously, if you don't know the rules, they're simple. We we go head-to-head in a FanDuel matchup. The only rules are we can build whatever lineup we want as long as we don't have the same players. So we are going to draft here. And I believe I had the first pick last week, Greg. So you get the first pick this week in week 13. Uh, well, I did have him in my QB position, and then you know, once you said start of the week, so I, I gotta take him now. I'm, I'm gonna take Taylor Heineke at 7100 uh, at quarterback because that 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 price is just so good. With that, that's probably part of the reason why you know he took him, you know, because he's so cheap. Going against the Vegas Raiders. <laughs> that hurt. Yeah. That hurts. That hurts. Okay. It's okay. I'll recover. I'll recover. Um. All right. Well, if you must, if you're getting all this money, you must be trying to afford something. So I'm gonna go Jonathan Taylor, ten five against Houston. Ooh. Um, I'm gonna lock in the stack right now. Get get Terry McLaurin at seventy two hundred uh, as my wide receiver one. Uh, yeah, we're going against Vegas as well. Man, just, just picking <laughs> yeah. up from my lineup, man. It's okay. Uh, well, I will uh, as my he'll go on my flex because of time purposes. But uh, Elijah Mitchell, seventy six hundred in my flex. 
Uh, I'm going to go Joe Mixon, my running back start of the week at 9,400. Uh, slide him in there. Okay. Um, hold up, hold up. I'm out here. You you made me switch some stuff up, so you forced me. Usually, when crazy things happen. Yeah, it's usually when when some crazy stuff happens. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, All right. So I'm gonna go wide receiver. My wide receiver start of the week: Mike Evans, 7400. Uh, like that. I'm gonna go Alexander Madison as my RB2, 8700. Well, I mean he's priced uh, going against the choice RB2 spot. Okay, uh, for my tight end, uh, oh actually, I wanted to leverage my tight end start of the week here, but. I wanted to leverage Taylor Heineke, but my tightest start of the week, Zach Ertz, is only $100 cheaper than than uh, Logan Thomas. So I'm going to go get tra- uh, Zach Ertz, my tightest start of the week, $5,500. i am going to go with Chris Godwin, $7,600, as my wide receiver, too, uh, in that same matchup. You know, Tampa Bay, Atlanta, you know, go against Mike Evans. It's going to be nice to see. Okay. Uh I'm actually going to go leverage the Taylor Heineke mm-hmm. and Terry McLaurin stack. I'm going to go Hunter Renfro, 6,400 uh, as my wide receiver, too, here. In that same game, I'm going to go Logan Thomas, tight end, 5,600 mm-hmm. going against Vegas. Um, hmm. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, my quarterback, I'm going to go your quarterback start of the week, Tom Brady. Ooh. 8,100. Uh, I'm going to go at my third wide receiver spot. I'm going to go sleeper Nico Collins, 5,200, uh, going against Indy. He's got a, got a Nice little matchup in there. Try and find someone other. That's your wide receiver three. Yeah, yeah. All right, back. Uh, my running back uh, two is going to actually. I'm, t- I'm just gonna take my shot here. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Sony Michelle, fifty three hundred. Okay, okay. Like that. Uh, I'm a in my flex. I'm gonna take Josh Reynolds, fifty one hundred. <laughs> He's so cheap. <laughs> Fifty one hundred. <laughs> going against uh <laughs> going against Detroit, Minnesota. Sorry. Fifty one hundred Josh Reynolds, yes, sir. Oh, no. Oh, that's why I asked. I was like, Oh, that's your last receiver, right? No. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Oh my All flex right. spot. Oh, I do what you say. <laughs> Damn. Oh. All right. Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Deshaun Jackson as my wide receiver, three fifty two hundred. Um, yeah, my defense. I'm gonna go Miami, uh, Miami Dolphins, four thousand. Oh, dang. <laughs> yo, 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 
yo, this is one of those weeks. It's been a while, that's why, you know. So I, I got to hit you all at once with all your steals. Uh, going against the Giants, 4,000. No Daniel Jones. It didn't matter either way. So I'll pick it over. <laughs> I'm just so mad over here. I'm just so angry. Uh, I, for my defense, screw it. I'm just going to take the Jets. 3,500. Maybe, maybe no Jalen Hurts. You never know. Yeah, maybe there'll be no Jalen Hurts. Maybe the D-line just shows up and has a day because we're in the building. Yeah. I don't know. Franklin Myers, you know, he's been playing really well late, you know. Yeah, yeah, Quinn, yeah. Quinn Williams is still balling, so, you know. Yeah. It's a, NFL's a game of matchups. Yep. So, Greg, you went first. Why don't you read your lineup out for the people? It looked a lot like one, my lineup when we started this show, but go ahead. <laughs> Taylor Heineke at quarterback, 7,100, going against Vegas. Joe Mixon at my RB1 spot, 9,400, going against Cincinnati. Alexander Madison, 8,700, uh, going against Detroit. Uh, Chris Godwin at 7,600 as my wide receiver one, uh, going against Atlanta. Terry McLaurin, wide receiver two spot. Also with the stack, 7,200. Nico Collins at my wide receiver three spot going against Houston. I mean, Indy at 5,200. Logan Thomas, 5,600. Austin, Washington, Las Vegas matchup at my tight end spot. And my flex, Josh Reynolds at 5,100. Uh, and the Miami Dolphins as my defense going against the Giants at 4,000. All right. I just want to make you aware I just made a change because since you took my defense, I had an extra $500. I just upgraded go. Deshaun Jackson to Rashad Bateman. So uh, at quarterback, I have Tom Brady, 8,100. At, at uh, running back, I got Sony Michelle, 5,300. My other running back is Jonathan Taylor, uh, 10,500. Uh, on wide receiver, Mike Evans, 7,400. My second wide receiver, Hunter Renfro, 6,400. My third wide receiver, Rashad Bateman, 5,500. My tight end, it was my tight end for the week. My uh, Zach Ertz, 5,500. My flex is Elijah Mitchell, 7,600. And then my defense is the New York Jets, 3,500. And, um, yeah, this looks nothing like the lineup that I had when I sat down uh, other than Jonathan Taylor. So, oh, and Hunter Renfro. <laughs> so there's that. There you go. Oh, and Elijah Mitchell. So it's okay. It's like three people. It's cool. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen. That is all we have for you today. So hope you enjoyed kicking it with us. Please come back Monday and enjoy the week 13 recap where we will break down the studs, the jags, the injuries, the waivers, and continuing that push to get you into your fantasy finals. So continue to stay locked in. Uh, continue to to hit play on, on this show, whether you're watching on YouTube whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, however you may be listening, however you may be, you may be consuming this content, just know we appreciate you. Have a good one. Good luck this weekend. And we are out of here. Peace. Yeah.